passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers Podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Gentlemen, how are we all doing? Doing good. How are you? Good. Pretty good. One more preseason game. We're uh we're home free, baby. Fun it. That was quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it helps that like we're seeing our guys dominate throughout the preseason so far. Um yeah. And now we got with the Hornets tonight, and that's uh, and that caps off for uh, preseason. Um, so uh, today we have a different type of show. Uh, we're going to kind of take a deep dive into um, the best bets of the, of the season long for the 76ers. Um, just, you know, throw a little variety at you guys for uh, as we head into uh, the regular season. But before we do that, we're going to go into our first topic, which is to kind of talk about what we've seen so far from preseason. Um, Sixers rolled to 3-0 and after beating the Cavaliers for the second time. On uh, Monday, uh, things of note, shooting, Harden's first step, and Maxi looking like the guy that we kind of hyped up all throughout the offseason. So what are your thoughts and feelings so far from what you guys have seen throughout the preseason? Um, I mean, you guys seem enthusiastic um, for the most part. Um, look, like a, look like a good team with great potential. Um, it's just hard for me, you know, when you don't really have your – full bunch each game to kind of see a multiple game. So it's kind of hard. You end up just picking how guys are playing individually, but even that's tough because roles and things are going to change when you have your full team. So it's just good to see them out there. And, and I'm, I'm going more on, are they competing? Or are they trying to defend? And are they, you know, trying to play, um, you know, passing the ball or do, do they look like a good cohesive group? And, and from that standpoint, I think so. Tejal, what have you, what have you uh, noticed? And what are you excited about? 
it's funny that our, our our probably our worst first half is when we did have our full starting five. Yeah. Um, when when Embiid wasn't there, the other two halves, first halves of the other games, we pretty much like handled the entire time. Um, the last game against Cle, it's cool to play the same team twice in a row too, because you can see the blatant differences between how we play with a full team and then without Embiid the second time. They were missing um, Love and someone else too but they had most of their guys uh there um overall i feel great i i think I, we were looking for um i was looking for i wanted to see harden's feet i want to see how quick his feet were because we're comparing it's it's a much different um harden to previous years where he says you know he's he's way more far ahead in, in his conditioning than he usually is so it's interesting to see how quick his feet is he broke some ankles he made the dude fall um uh, that was awesome and then uh, he's just getting to the rim a lot easier. It, it's Is he so much faster? No, but he's not laboring as much to get to the rim. I feel like he's not like – I mean, last year when he was getting to the rim, he was huffing and puffing like Jamal Lewis on the sidelines after like a 50-yard run. All right? You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but now it's like he does it. It's, it's, it's what he expected when he was thinking up the play or when he was thinking what to do to this guy. Whereas last year, it almost feel like he was throwing the kitchen sink out there to try to get by somebody doing anything he can, right? Like an old crafty, whoops, an old crafty pitcher. Um, but now it's like he just has that first step and he gets there. It's awesome. And uh, I think also maybe the best three-point shooting that we've had in – and beats tenure um bench and starters i think it's gonna be awesome to watch what we finally wanted to design around mb which is just like everyone can hit threes so that that's great <clears throat> uh just last before we go to the um the, the bets for the season uh what do you think about uh matisse tasia i think he went uh three for three the other night um, <laughs> I'm right. Hey, I'm rooting for him. Um, it was funny too. I was listening to uh, uh, Bill Simmons uh, podcast with um, uh, Zach Lowe and um, they had a, uh, is this, is this it for the Sixers segment? It was just about like a 10 minute segment on just the Sixers. And, you know, Simmons was uh, really high. And uh, I think this is the year. I think this is the year Sixers do it. Um, I think he, they both said pretty much the same thing. They both have kind of the same concerns. But he brought up Thibel at one point. He calls him Thibel, too. Just He goes back and forth, he says. Anyway, he was saying how you see he gets infatuated with guys who play amazing defense or who just can't shoot because there's so many of those guys. Uh, the wings, long wings who can just guard everything and can't shoot. But he's like, I still think, I still think he has this year to become a good enough shooter to match not match his defense but get close enough right so that's what we're all hoping for hey man i hope he can continue it i hope he can i don't need three for three i i mean you know give me give me a bunch of one for threes and i'm i'm okay with that too actually so like like we said aim for the stars hit the roof yeah i actually i said it's you know was 33.3 percent good enough I'm you good. One for three, so now you know you're coming around. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I won't be mad at one for three. I won't because it, it one for three every game 
you have to get on him. You can't, you shouldn't leave him open every time. If he does one for three for the first 20 games, that's enough of our scouting report. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong for a team to be like, okay, he can hit that shot. Let's, let's I get mean, on. Teams will pretty much say, you know, don't give him clean looks if he hits one. I mean, that's pretty much how they would defend him. I mean, look at Tucker. Tucker wasn't always a knockdown corner three. He he got into, he built into that. He, he became that. Now it's like he's known for it. You go, you go from he's like known for corner threes. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You go from like not being a shooter at all, like let him take it. To uh, I think he can hit that. To no, 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 no. Don't, don't let him take that. Don't let him take that. He's gonna hit it. So it's just you know that's how it can go. It, you're, you're, but it, you know, it became the only shot he was taking too. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you know, I mean, that's where you know that's the question of how they're gonna use Thibault. Is that going to be his shot exclusively, like Bruce Bowen? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that how he's going to be used? Um, because then it's like, get your sweet spot. Which side are you best on? So if you're best shooting from the right or the left side, whichever side is the best, make sure you're taking 90% of your shots from that spot. Mm. So it's just stuff. Yeah, that's how you that's interesting. I'd like to look at Thibault's shot chart to see where he does hit the best percentage. I'll take a look at that this week. And, yeah, and, and if that's the case, like, that's the kind of stuff. And I'm sure they chart it, but it should be noted. Oh, yeah. If if you're shooting, that most of the time you'll see him, most right-hand shooters are usually better on, you know what I'm saying, the right side. So if we're watching the home game, like, in front of the Sixers bench. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's – well, I'll be. We'll certainly be tracking it. That's for sure. Hey, we're just happy you're coming around on Thibault, man. I think you just said, you know, you gave Tucker time, and he became a knockdown three pusher. That's what Eric and I've been saying all offseason. Yeah, I wouldn't say come around. I'd say, if anything, I've been a Thibault flip flopper. I'll give myself that. All right. <laughs> is that is that is that is that better? Is that more honest? I'm being honest. No, you haven't been a flip flopper. You have flipped. <laughs> yeah, you have not. <laughs> Flopped back. No, because I, I started. <laughs> I started being a big time Thibel. That's what I'm saying. You were you were with him, and then you flipped back. Then you flipped when you weren't. So you haven't really flopped back to where you were initially. You're still on the other side. You're still I waiting. Think was, I, I you didn't go back, back and forth. You flip one time. Oh, I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in the saddle. I mean, I got like one leg in it. I'm holding on to it. Like this, know, my other legs yeah, are dragging. No, we need some. Some some regular season games to know if you. That's true. Okay, maybe okay. I'm not officially. I'm not totally you know, on the saddle. One game and one zero for four. And I'm like, yeah, holding on like the, the car door with like rollerblades on. How about that? Like that, that's what that's what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I was gonna have one stretch where he goes like zero for seven of like two games. Yeah, it's, it's be, a wrap. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna be back on here like overreactionary, hey, Stephen. A. Hey Smith. guys, uh, I'm not gonna need to do that with him if he goes over seven. If he goes over whatever for ten games straight. He ain't getting minutes for very long, okay? So don't worry about me selling out Thibel. You worry about that coaching staff selling him out because there's a lot of guys on that team who's going to take those minutes and run with it. We have a competitive second unit now. So he has to hit those shots if he wants to stay on the court, at least some of them. Yeah. So we'll see. His contract here, you got to pull, you know, NFL running back move and just make it work out there, get that money in that contract here. <laughs> Pull a Josh Jacobs. <laughs> I, I was just going to say that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's ingrained in your memory after a Monday night performance. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That happens. <laughs> All right. So we're going to delve into um, kind of season-long uh, things to look at, um, some of the best bets, and just uh, looking at player stats altogether. Um, 
So my first question for you guys is who are going to be the top three scorers for the Sixers in the last few years? Tobias has been up there with Embiid. Um, and now it looks like there might be a little, little change in the top three for the Sixers. So who do you guys have as the top three scores for the Sixers this season? I'm assuming two and three is where it gets dicey. Yeah. Yes. One is going to be Joel. Um, two is not going to be James. Ooh, getting spicy already. It's not going to be James. Um, it, it, it's all making sense to me after watching James in the um, preseason, why he and Doc had that conversation. It makes sense now. Um, he's been James playing more. Full, is James going full Chris Paul on us? Going more facilitator than score. Um, so that leads me to think that I don't, I don't even think his volume would be enough to score second on this team. I think his assists may go up more than his point. I think his assists may go up and points may go down. Um, teams are going to start playing him one on one. They're going to stop doubling him. Um, <clears throat> so I, I just, I just think he. I think he's especially with the ball in his hand. He'll become more of a facilitator. Um, Do you think he's going to have a lot of single digit shooting nights? I hope not. I, I hope no, not, not scoring. I mean, shot attempts. Like yeah, eight, that's what I'm saying. I, I, hope, I hope not. I don't think he's there. I don't think he's there yet. Um, but the the, re, the way you get there is that teams don't leave you open. So he don't get a lot of clean looks. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if he's not initiating it and he don't get clean looks, that's how your volume go down. I, I just think that Maxi. The way he's scoring and not – I know it. Joel hasn't been there, but the way he's getting it, he can still do it with Joel. The only thing I'm questioning is whether he's going to take those quick threes when Joel comes back. There's been a lot of those. Even He's been making them. Mm-hmm. Um, I out there. Yeah, I just don't know if they're going to play like that with Joel. Um, and I don't know if that – that play, even without Joel, is really good enough for a regular season play. Um, if I had to choose right now, based on what I've seen, I would say Maxi would be two, and I would argue that um, Tobias would be three. Wow! Because I just see James. I really see James right now as a. 15, 16, 17 point score. Wow. Man. And not from skill. I just think that he's more into the making plays. And I just think what that's going to do is that's going to take away his, you know, outside of shooting the ball and being able to score the ball. One of the best things James did while he was scoring all those points was getting to the line. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the less aggressive he is, the fewer times he gets to the free throw line. And that's how I think his points go down. But if he's less aggressive more often and he picks his spots. When I say say less aggressive, I mean less aggressive to score. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So if he's less aggressive. Like I've said before, like I I think James will have games where he's going off and he'll have some 30-point games in there, but he'll also have some 10- and 12-point games in there. Mm -hmm. 
So, he, so if he's less, if he's I'm, less, I'm going back and forth on on James and and um Tobias. Tobias. I think it'll be really close, but if Tobias minutes is there, I think his the volume is there because he's sort of at that stage where is he going to be, is he going to stick around or is he going to play? So I just think that he's at a point of his career where he has to kind of show more resolve as far as his role. And I think he's done a good job of like fitting the role. But I'm talking about. Yes. yes. But I think with all of these changes, I think he's like, yo, I can do more. And I think he'll be put in position to do more. I, I just, I think house and, and all the other guys that we got going to all end up being spot up shooters. Um, yeah. So I don't. I mean, I think if you if you're looking at matchups, it's you can arguably say, outside of Maxine and Joel, that Tobias may have a better <clears throat> better scoring advantage one on one outside of those two. Because James most likely is going to always have arguably the, the hardest perimeter defender to score on. At what point are they going to put the better defender on Maxi, though? <clears throat> I don't – I mean – How I long mean, is Har- – because Harden's got the name and the career to to, <clears throat> to, to warrant the better yeah, defender. Yeah, he, right? he has that, but sometimes, you, you know, it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, playing against – um, the Clippers. Like, let's say, for instance, when I when we play for when I play the Pacers, when I play or the Bucks, I guarded Mark Jackson and <clears throat> and Sam Cassell, and AI guarded Reggie Miller and Ray Allen. <clears throat> Those guys, you know, Ray and Reggie were the better um, players. But it was harder for Alan to guard um, Sam and and Mark because they posted him up. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and, and he had a harder time guarding post ups than he did chasing guys off screens because he could use his screen his length and kind of challenge shots. So that's what I'm saying. Like like the way Maxie's kind of getting his buckets, it isn't really no matter who you have on him, the kind of the way he's getting them is different because it's not like set plays. It's like transition, pull up J's, you know, swing, swing, the ball's change size and there's like a rotation and he's there. So it's not like they're coming down. And once he gets the ball, he just darts. Yeah. So I think when they get to the point where they're coming an down, and he's getting volume as far as they're calling plays for him. He's bringing the ball up the court. He's going to pick a row. But right now I don't, I didn't, and like I said, we haven't really seen the full team, the full team, full unit for a while. Mm-hmm. But until he's doing that, I don't think teams will do it. How? Let's say we get a month or two. Or let's say it goes exactly like you said. Let's say James comes out averaging like 16 the first month of the season. Max is averaging like 23, 24. How long does the NBA need – before they kind of reconfigure what they went into the season believing. Like, we went in thinking Houston Harden, young Maxie, but now it's, like, reversed. Now it's like uh, Houston Harden is now Maxie averaging 23. And yeah, I, think, like, I think once you get into 
once you get into December and it really depends on how well the team. So say for instance, those numbers and the team is playing really well, the better the team is playing, the the more, the sooner the, the talk will come. Mm-hmm. But once it kind of, once you hit December and you got the big Christmas weekend, I mean, Christmas, big Christmas game, then people start talking about all-stars. That's when it'll kind of hit. Um, and that kind of depends on, like you say, how early it kind of depends on how well you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. If we're winning, we're leading the East. Then, you know, when shows come on, that's going to be leading the show when they talk about yeah. the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to become how do we stop them because we're not doing something right the last time we played them. So what can we do differently? Whereas if we're yeah, not I mean, winning games, you'll see like, different teams start doing different things and you you may have uh, um you know, you 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 may see a team that um their best defender is a Thibel type where he's long and he's a wing perimeter guard and maxi, then they may have a little smaller point guard that, you know, want to pester you. Um, like you play Brooklyn, like Kyrie's going to be on James. Yeah. He's not well, maxi. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, you just never know, but then who they put mm-hmm. on them. It, it, it depends. Like we, we, we sort of have a situation. I mean, you'll, you'll find a lot of people putting, like people did in the playoffs, putting their smaller guy on um, PJ. Yeah. And their weakest defender, too. Yeah. Just stick him in the corner and let him, yeah, hang by PJ. You're going to just, you know, you got to box him out, mm-hmm. which PJ's done a good job of adjusting. That's why he's 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 kind of changed that and added that to his career, you know, his, yeah. his game yeah. because people were putting smaller guys on him. He's gotten craftier around the rim for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, um, I mean, I agree. Am I, uh, I'll, I'll do my top three scores. Um, I do want to say, though, just sorry, you go back to the Harden thing one more time. If Harden, not to say he's playing possum, but, you know, in that conversation with Doc, Doc did reemphasize you are two. So I have a feeling that it won't go too low in the points per game because – Doc's going to have no problem repeating, I need you to be aggressive now. Like, you need to do it in the next two minutes. I need Houston Harden now. It's like pressing a button. Um, so I don't think it'll go too far uh, down. I don't think it'll be as low as 15. Harden, I mean, MB's number one, so let's just uh, – two and three. Yeah, it was tough for me, too. I'm going to go – I think all three of those guys are going to be so close. Embiid, uh, uh, I, mean, I mean, Harris, Maxie, and Harden. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Harden and Matt, uh, Harden and Maxi, but it's like Embiid high twenties, you know, I, I Harden and Maxi will probably be separated by a point. It's a good problem to have though. I don't, I, I really don't even care who's edging the other guy out. If they're, if they're combined averaging around 40, 40 plus, um, those two guys, then that's that's great. If if, MB, if Harris, Maxi, and Harden are close to averaging like sixty plus, then man, we're going to win a lot of games in the regular season. What it? Um, I should know. That's my young fella, um, CJ, average in, Port- in Portland. Well, like when he was a young buck. No, when he was sort of his his top oh, years. Yes. 
I want to say low 20s. Uh, probably 23. It's just my. Uh, yeah. So at year three is when he first started to get like uh, serious minutes. So year three, 20.8 points a game. Year four, 23 points a game. Year five, 21.4 points a game. So yeah, it's probably an average about 21, 22. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty-two looks like. Yeah, I don't see Maxi being much more than that. Yeah, that's a good scale for him. Yeah, and I think yeah, so it, it'll be really close. Um, he is he. I get CJ's got CJ's more craftier, craftier than than Maxi. But I'd say Maxi's definitely has that more explosion to him. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think I don't. I don't think he'll. He's not a better half-court offensive player, CJ, but he's a better transition scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was looking at it from a scale of, of not being the main guy. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Portland's always had a few guys who could score on top of Lillard and CJ, so it was like the ball was getting around to a lot of people that needed shots. Um, I think they did it that that uh, NBA survey they did with players and coaches. I think it was or just coaches and staff or some all NBA or something. Um, Maxi was voted. I think, I think one or two. I think number two fastest player with the ball. He was top three fastest player with the ball. Nice, yeah, pretty good. Nice to uh, have. Yeah, it's nice to have. Um, <laughs> so kind of following up on this. Uh, so the uh, Vegas has set the uh, the over under for all three of the so three of the guys we were talking about. Um, Embiid is the favorite to be the scoring champion, uh, and they have his total points at 30.1 points a game. Um, so I'll Man. go through all three of the guys and just ask, uh, ask you guys over under. So 30.1 points a game, you guys have over under for Embiid. Under. Under. Too many guys. Too many guys shooting, man. I, I just don't – I think Embiid's going to take it a little easier. I don't think he's going to try to force as much up. I think shots will come easier because of all the guys that have attention. But I don't think he's going to get as many shots up as he as he did. I, I, I just I don't think he's going to need to, honestly. So I'm going to go under. So uh, do you guys think he'll lead the league? In no. No, there's going to be a more desperate one man show out there in the NBA somewhere. He does. I don't think he's going to need to. I, I think he'll average. Uh, yeah, I don't think the I don't think the team will allow it as far as it's not going to be needed. If, if we need if he has to score 30 points, I think we're in trouble. Mm. Yeah, unless it comes that because easy. I, because because I don't think team teams won't let him play like that. They're going to double him, and it's just I just don't think teams will let him play. Yeah, I'd say he's high twenty eights. I'd say he averaged like twenty eight something. Yeah, so I mean, you guys, based on what I'm hearing, you guys think he might average a career high and average assists per game, maybe for him this year. I didn't say, I didn't say that. You well, said that. No, I'm saying that's what it sounds he like. May average more. He, he, it's possible he could average more. I could see his his rebounds. I would like to see his rebounds go up yeah. and, and assists definitely go up, especially if, if guys are shooting the ball well. Um, but, you know, I just don't see 30 a game. Like, I just don't see it this year. I think his minutes can come down. Um, I think his shot attempts can come down a little. Um, I think he can expend a little more um, energy on defense again is what I think he can do. Because he's had he's had to take on more offense, and you can't just you can't do what he old MB playing like twenty minutes a game, like diving for every single ball like that. You can't do that for thirty five minutes a game, man. You're not gonna last all season. So if he can scale back a little energy on offense and, and 
if shots come easier to him, um, then I'd like his defense to go up a little bit. Not to say it was bad last year because it wasn't, but I, 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 he can expend a little more energy there. Yeah, and I think he's even alluded that alluded to that himself. So yeah, yeah, he's talked about just us being a, just a better defense team, and we need to, we all need to be. <clears throat> All right, so the next over under, I think I know where uh, Eric's going on this one, but uh, Harden's uh, over total points is twenty one point nine points a game, over or under? Under. Go under. When we talk, we we yeah we lay that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so you think like a, like a peak for him would be like eighteen points a game? Yeah, that that that, that could be. I it? Think if, to me, if he had eighteen, if he had eighteen, he had double figure assists. I would think that's a success. Yeah. For me, I think he'll be in like the. I think he'll be close to getting 20. I think he'll be in the 19s. <clears throat> that's still almost two points less than what they're predicting, though. That's a big mm-hmm. – so that, that so far, that's – I'd say you parlay uh, uh, a hard and under and, 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 and beat under. You got a nice little, nice little <laughs> juice on that one so far. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Maxi's uh, – the total points for him is 18.8 points a game over or under over i agree well it's funny because if you look at what we're doing max you would probably have to go over at this point right if we're predicting Harden to be like two to four points less and be two points two to three yeah. points less someone's got to get those you know tucker's not going to average 15 a game so i mean max he's got to get a little more right and he what did he average last year like it wasn't like 18 17 18 i believe so i believe it was 18 so i mean less for other people, less attention on him. We're already saying he's not going to get the primary defender for the first, at least the first half, unless he proves it. So that's half, that's half a season with the weaker guard on you. I mean, he, he better roast. Yeah. Max and Max averaged 17 and a half last year and Harris averaged 17.2 last year. He'll, he'll improve it. He'll go over 18. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, all right, so the next one, um, so I, I think as the conversation, as we're talking about the facilitation rule that Harden's going to take on, um, I think he will be kind of the assist king this year. Uh, and the NBA also believes he'll be that, or Vegas has him as the assist king. Um, he has the highest odds to be the assist leader in the NBA, and they have him averaging 10.2 point, or 10.2 assists per game. So question for you guys, will, will that be over or under 10.2 assists per game for Harden? Over. Over, I think so. When I say he'll score less, when I say he'll score less, I think his assist goes up. I think he – I think Harden, if you asked him what would you rather do, lead the league in points this year or assist, I think he would say assist. I think he like wants to. I think he's going to make a point to try to lead the league in assist. And you think about it, looking at his stats, he has an average less than 10 assists a game since 2019. Damn. All right, so – why would that be any less than this? I, I have no clue. He's on a more talented team than he was in Houston at this point. So why would he average less than that? I, I, yeah, I think he averages – I think he averages like 11, maybe – I mean, yeah, 11 or above, I'd say. <clears throat> so you think, do, do you guys think that he'll be the assist leader for the uh, entire NBA? I'll say yes. I think so too. Yeah. It's cool we have the uh, Vegas odds on – Assist leader and points leader. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Uh, so next topic. Uh, this is one that I, I've had circled for months now. Um, but we have the second highest odds to win the most games uh, by the All Star break, which is which is really interesting. But um, how do you guys feel about the fifty and a half uh, total wins for the season? Do you guys believe that'll go over or under? Over. I'd say over. I'd say over. Yeah, I'd say pretty. I mean, easily over. I guess like fifty. I think like 54, 55. Yeah. What are we in? What are we? What are we talked about this? What are we in last year? 53, 54? Wasn't it like fifty one last year? Yeah, whatever. Um, I'm not going to predict too many over, but I'll go over what they're saying. Fifty one. Yeah. So basically, they're saying are we going to do just as good as we did last year? I mean, like it would have to be a colossal. Like I think almost a failure to be to win less yeah, than. 50 I, I think if we if we we only get 50, 50 point was it fifty point five. Yeah. 50.5, yeah. 50.5, you're looking at – you could arguably be looking at a 6C. Six, six Possibly. Yep. All right, well, that's a good segue to our, our next one. So, um, conference seeding. So, uh, right now they have us at um, four and a half uh, seed um, in the East. What do you guys have, over or under four and a half seed in the East? Over. We're going to – I mean, what is that? If I want to be top four, is that over, right? Yes. I think we're top 14. Yeah, we're top 14. We're not going to finish below four. I mean, we've only – I was just looking at this the other day. I think we've only finished worse than – worse than fourth one time in the last, like, five years. It was when we were a six seed in 1920 season. Um. I don't, I, yeah, I, I'd say, I'd say we're better than, we're, we're at least four. That's a, that's a good bet too, a four and a half, because I, I just don't. 1920 season, we didn't even finish the season, right? Yep. That was a 73 one. Yep. So that's a weird season anyway. So the, as far as like real full seasons, yeah, we haven't finished worse than that. So I, I'd say four seed or above. I can't see us being worse than that. That's a good bet too. Yeah. It's weird how they have this too, because second most win at All Star break, only fifty and a half wins, and and four point five is our over in seeding. They must think we're gonna like either have some injuries late in the season or just like no, no, without a doubt they do. We start mailing it in. They're no, no, they, they're they, like they, they, they're looking at the 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 um, injuries of James and and Joel missing games. That's totally what. And our schedule is tougher on the back end. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, because that's that's odd that they would have second most wins in the entire NBA by by halfway, and then all of a sudden, like yeah, the schedule is tougher, a lot tougher. That's what yeah. happens when you play, you know, when TV takes over later in the year, and you got those better games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think we'll be. I don't think we're going to have a problem resting guys going to games. I think we're going to be totally okay with it. Like. If it's even like a 50-50 with MB, they'd be like, just sit, man. I mean, Paul Reed and, and Harold look good at that that five. So just sit. And not this, not that this is any indication, but um so far during the preseason, when our guy Embiid like, hasn't played, they've had us as like either four-point underdogs or six-point underdogs. Um, we've we've obviously won every game so far, but the first one against the Nets, I think we were eight-point underdogs. Won that one, and then uh, like two nights ago against the Cavs, we were uh, four point underdogs, and we ended up winning that. So it just shows our depth. I have no idea. I have no idea what they go by on preseason. Like we don't even know who's playing. Yeah, I I know. I know. Like 
We don't. Yeah, it's. I can't put any any salt in that. I, I don't. I don't. I have no idea. What it would also be interesting to see them strategically try to sit and bead when we're playing small teams because I think we're going to do in his absence we're going to do what we did against the Cavs a small ball and have Tucker at the five. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're playing a small team and he's already kind of like let's say like just like sore or whatever, just like sit. Let's go Tucker at five for, uh, for the night and let's keep our backups to where they are. Yeah. What, what they used to do with Howard, because remember, they wouldn't even start Howard when MB was out. They kept him in his role because they liked where he was. So yeah. I have a thing we'll do. I, probably- can see them, I can see them filling in Reed at the like if Joel missed. I, I could see them starting Reed at the five and keeping Harrell in his position. Mm-hmm. If it's against a bigger team, for sure. Yeah. Instead of pushing them up. So. Yeah. And Trez, Trez and Amby didn't play on uh, against the. Yeah, Cavs. I mean because Harold, you you know that's the guy they're going to give the ball, so you want to kind of keep him. And he's not just a guy that's coming in rebounding and playing defense. Like they're going to give him looks, yep. so you want to kind of keep him in that same role. Mm-hmm. We'll so still need like, scoring off the bench. Like a, that's like sure. a team role for him. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next one is so the Sixers have the third highest odds to win the Atlantic. How do you think the Atlantic will go down? Uh, <clears throat> I think, I think they have odds. They have Boston one, Brooklyn two, us three. Yeah, we'll be one or two. We we won't be third. Third I mean, highest they, odds. They, they have to say third, right? Because that's that's what puts you at the fifth seed. Yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, yeah. It go, it go, at least that's consistent. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I'd say I'd say two. I think one of the Nets or Boston, one of those two are gonna figure it out and 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 look really really good this year. One of the, I mean, Nets are such a wild card. It's just it's it's tough. But uh, but Celtics are just bringing back pretty much the same team, both, adding players. They both got a lot of drama. Yeah, so. they you're right. They yeah, it's it's. Boston, you know, no one would have thought two months ago Boston was going to catch up with Nets in the drama department, but they they caught them quick, didn't they? I mean, even with the trade rumors earlier in the summer. Yeah. yeah. It, I, the first game of the year would tell me a lot. You mean they just lay down and get dominated? No, I'm just saying it'll just tell me a lot, like how they're going to approach it, how they're competing. I know it's the first game of the year and guys will still be excited, but – how they play and how we play in Boston in game one will, will tell me a lot because that's – Yeah. It's a game that we all know everyone's watching because it's the first game of the year. But with all the other stuff going on, it, you know what it says? It, it says a lot more. You're absolutely right. I I, I didn't really think about that yet because we – we said a while ago, you know, we were talking about, I think, like about a month or two ago when the schedules were, was released, we were talking about, you know, important games of the season. And, yeah, and I was like the first game. Yeah, I was like, yes. yeah. Yeah, and, and that was before any of this, right? Yes. Like the expectations for us have gone up. Their yeah. drama has gone, has skyrocketed. So it's almost like people are watching Boston to see mm-hmm. if all this stuff will affect them. And people are watching us to see if all that all was it worth it? Was that offseason worth it? Did you guys yeah. do the right thing? So it is, man. It's a big, it's a lot one, of anticipation. One game, <clears throat> excuse me, 
this one particular game goes north or south for either team, it's an issue. Hmm. Yeah, you mean if one, yeah, like like, like when Boston did to us last year, they dominated us. That would not, that would not, that would, that would not. And, and if we go in there and, and blow them out like that, that's kind of like, yeah, because Boston had a slow start last year, but <clears throat> he may get a lot of credit for that. He's not there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Even if the drum is not the reason why they, that's this is the thing that sucks about you know media and, and stories, right? Even if the drum is not what makes them go 0 and 1, a Boston that is, that's what everyone's going to talk about. Oh man, did that offseason, that offseason of drama, it caught up with them. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, they, they're the same team, they're not the same unit. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I will say no one. Not many people are really even talking about. It. Everyone's talking about Brooklyn and their drama, but no one's really talking about Boston and the head coach situation kind of affecting them. On all the uh, NBA shows I've watched, they don't really talk about that. Uh, the head coach situation kind of affecting the, the team and the unit. Totally, totally, totally does. Yeah. Totally affects. You can't. You can't. It doesn't. If if you have guys that have already been there, already went to the finals, and they have a guy that's even though he's been there, it's a different voice and different guy. All of a sudden, like he's going to get on guys. Like how these. <clears throat> it's different. It is different. It's weird. You expect to talk about it more. I think the story was so crazy. And there was so much mystery and intrigue around it that people like almost forgot to talk about the team impact aspect. Everyone was so focused on the allegation and all the stuff around that. So everyone was no, it just skipped it. Really? No one's really even, I haven't heard much about Boston, the team. Yeah. Since then, I've only heard about him and, and and her and them and and that's it. Like it pretty much like it swallowed everything that that part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, so last last one is uh, uh, so the Sixers have the fourth highest odds to win the Eastern Conference. Are you guys taking that bet and laying uh, laying some dough on the Sixers to win the East? Well, do re me, Eric. <laughs> Fourth highest odds. <clears throat> I can. I, I would go for that. We can win the East. I mean, look. I think. I think. Point, you know. I, I think that. I would say, our odds of winning the East might even be higher than winning the Atlantic. Hmm. Yeah, the only other team I think they'd have above us is Milwaukee. Um, besides the Atlantic teams, I mean, I think yeah. Milwaukee's one, Boston, Brooklyn, six. Yeah, we, we could we could win it. I mean, because if you're looking at, you know, that group right there, the four teams, and we to add Brooklyn in there. <clears throat> out of those five teams, if those are the if those are the top five teams, um, you can put yourself in position where you can only see two of them. Yeah, yeah. That's why you want that one seed. Yeah. Because you can, if you can get the one and avoid two and three, let like yeah. them let let them fight it out. I mean, yeah, playing the fourth team, it depends who it is, but that's not uh, whatever. But maybe the fifth seed beats them, so there's so much to happen before then. But um, well, I mean, yeah. you could also get a three seed and end up playing Brooklyn at six. <laughs> yeah, or you know, or playing Boston at six. You just never know. Like one of those teams can drop to six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, winning the East, it's it's a pretty good bet. And as far as I'd even say, like, yeah, to be the number one seed coming, uh, to be the number one seed to end the season, wouldn't be a bad bet either. Because if they're already saying we're going to have the highest win total 
at, at the halfway point, then like we said, they're counting on an injury. If, if, if we just stay healthy, then we're looking at probably having the number one C at the end of the year, then if we're going to have it at the, at the halfway point. So it's that, that's actually not a bad bet either. All you're, all you're pretty much doing at that point is saying, I hope we stay healthy at the second half of the season. Yeah. It's actually, but, so look, looking at it, um, we, it's plus 700 for us to win the conference. So if you put a hundred on that, you'll win 800 okay. um, for the seating. It's plus 400. So it's at, for for number one seat, it'd be a plus four hundred. So we have actually have higher odds to get the win number one seat than we do actually winning the East. Oh, oh you mean coming out? You mean representing? It's plus yeah. seven hundred. Rep, yeah, because you have to get through the gauntlet of the playoffs, and and that's a different story. Yeah. So just just a one seat, but but you get the one seat, your odds of getting there increase as well. Like like that. If we get the one seat, that will go. That those odds will will, will plummet. <laughs> Yeah, because they know we won't be facing two and three, and in, in, in the well, we could at the end, but not to get there. So it's that's definitely interesting. Yeah, but hey, most of these are overs, and the only ones that are under are the ones because scoring, because we have a bunch of guys who score. So all of these look very encouraging, um, I must say. Yeah, and if you're a Boston, just if you're if you're a Boston fan too, I'd actually as a Boston fan be happy that we would have the, the, the boss would have the highest odds of win Atlantic, because if you're looking at all that, you're like, Oh man, look at all that drama. There's no way they come out of this, right? That's a, that's an easy bet. I'll take uh Philly or, or Brooklyn to come out of there. Then why are they putting them number one? That's a lot of stuff to deal with. They don't know their head coach. Like that's, that's pretty crazy that they do have the highest odds. I think it's just unknowns because, because no, none of that stuff has changed with Boston and, since the whole Yudoka thing came out, nothing's changed. And the lines have not changed at all with Boston. So I think there's a big unknown. People there. don't know what to, you don't know until you see them. You don't know what to kind of gauge. Yeah. Yeah. But that's got to, that's got to levy some kind of change there. Right. With. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I think they are holding the change until yeah. you kind of see they, that's why I said that first game, if they come out now, all of a sudden they got a spark and they're playing hard and they're competing and, and you know, we'll see. Yeah. It, it'll tell you a lot in that first game because because the, the, the fact that nothing's changed with Boston since this whole thing came out because we don't know. All we know is they were the team that won the East last year and um, and was in the finals. So that, that's all we know right now. It's pretty same, interesting. Same team. I wonder if they if they lowered the odds, people would – I mean, but people that believed in Boston would be like, I'm putting more money into it now. It's even even better for me. Yes, uh, they I, would. You know. So the fact I that – I don't, I don't think people have changed their mind about them. I don't think that they just – teams that probably thought they could win it probably still feel the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. It's going to be interesting. And they got yeah. Gallinari, they got injured too. So, I don't – I mean – Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. No, but they got Blake Griffin, though, so they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's funny? What do you guys – I'm not – I'm not – I'm just oh, there. They're just two different players. They got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought they should have. I thought a closer Gallinari clone would have been Carmelo. Really, I thought he was closer to a Gallinari than Blake Griffin. That's interesting. They went Blake Griffin. Maybe they also wanted a guy who can maybe in case Rob. You know what? What they're probably thinking if Robert Williams just like it's a lost season for him with that with the knee. They're like, you know, Blake's a guy who can shoot a little bit, and we could put on like smaller centers, and he can actually play five as a backup. Mm. So not not a bad. Not a bad thought process for them. He could play two different positions for them. Yeah. I mean, they're going to play, you know, 
getting Bronson, they're gonna they're gonna play four with him and Smart and you know the top two players a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's another thing too. Robert Williams injury, man, that's their odds haven't gone down since any of that stuff. That's crazy. Gallinari, that's, Robert Williams, and losing their coach. What else needs to happen? That would be like us losing. Like, to see. <laughs> yeah, that would be like that would be like us losing. Yeah, but but I think like like Tucker said, and like Melton, like Mark, like what Marcus says, I think that people know if they drop those odds, people are going to jump on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so just kind of keep them there, and then can't kind of keep the suspense, and then maybe they go up or down later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which usually means that they they're not dropping them. They they believe they're going to be just as good because if they if they they don't want people to take it easy odds. Yes. And they're like, let's just keep it as is because like, we just actually- as good. Yeah, just as good as still, you know, it's good, but you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I have noticed, though, in looking at the game line for next week, which we'll talk about uh, on the show on next Tuesday um, for the opening tip-off, um, is I think we opened up as four-point underdogs in game one. Now it's we're three-and-a-half-point underdogs. So it has gone down a half a point. So it's teetering in the other direction now. So we'll see. We'll make, we'll make the prediction. That's- the show next Tuesday. That's been since preseason started, not since injuries, though, right? That's just been since preseason. Uh, when I first looked at it, it was like two months ago. Um, and that was four points, and now it's three and a half. So, yeah, I, I don't know. So, I mean, a lot's happened in two months, but only to go down yeah, half. A, a lot's happened. A whole season, <laughs> more, a whole season of dramas happened in two months. Yeah, seriously. But well, that does it for us, fellas. Thanks for tuning in to Believe in 76ers presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week as we predict. The opening night matchup of uh, Boston and Philly, and give you a full preview for uh, for Game One. One more week, guys. All right, take it easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.